This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Not got much help. Oh, he doesn't need any help. How about that? The striker who rarely scores has scored maybe the biggest goal in the history of the Portugal national team. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Joe Ostrowski, Chris Ranji with you on this Friday. Chris Ranji drinking his Christmas blend coffee in the middle of June. Am I correct? Uh, Joe, no. This wow. particular, Yeah, this particular flavor of uh, coffee is uh, hazelnut caramel. I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> Joe, I'm a, I'm, uh, Joe, I am a lover of all coffees. You're not a not... Keurig guy, are you? No, I have a, uh, well, I have a regular coffee maker, like a, a typical regular machine. You I drink also it all have... day. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, this, I've this seen you drink last. it in the evening. That's correct. I do sometimes. <laughs> Morning, that when... night, <laughs> that's all day. But Joe, that's when I was working. <laughs> that's when I was working uh, nighttime shows. Yeah. If I'm working a night show, I'll I'll have it at night sometimes. Um but no, I, I have a Nespresso also. Oh Jesus. It's great. It's legitimately great. And hey, you know if, what? If, and if you get joy out of it, I'm fine with it. Thank you. I I also want you to be happy. Um I'm always happy. Dude. <laughs> dude, come on. What uh you're not always happy. That's most the most the blatant lie I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Wait, actually, why? you know what? You know what? Hold on, I, I I'm do, reassessing do, this. Do I come off as? No, no. I think I, you are happy. I think you just are. You you find happiness in other people's misery sometimes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> how ugly were those Bucks fans last night? <laughs> See, <laughs> oh. they're rich and they're ugly. <laughs> And you live in Milwaukee. Uh, you know what? Wisconsin I got is joy a nice, out of that. It's a nice, beautiful state. We had a we had a good friend of ours that got married up in uh, Spring Green, Wisconsin. You um, don't see the orange hunting jackets like you do at Packers games last night. Well, you never look, and especially in a building where there are deer everywhere, you never know when you're going to get shot. So you got to wear your safety orange. See, Dylan Burns is backing me up here. Said yeah. I, I've never seen or heard Joe in a bad mood in the year I've known him. No, you just he, you like you like when things go wrong for other people. It gives you pleasure, which is but okay. I, but anyways, that's fine. 
Hopefully things don't go wrong when I bet the Euros, because I'm just going to be tailing everybody. People like Dale, right. Dale and Cuff, at Dale and Cuff on Twitter, broadcaster for ESPN ACC Network. Uh, Dale, and I know you're all over it. you got a bunch of uh, bets that you want to share for our BetQL daily audience, but, but let's start here. So obviously postponed a year from 2020 to 2021 as a big college basketball guy. What was worse, no March Madness or no Euros last year? Huh. That's a tough call. And what a conversation I walked into. Shooting gears, <laughs> shot. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, lot, lot to go on here. Um, that's a really good question because it's funny. When I found out I was at the ACC tournament last year, uh, March 12th, we're there. They take them off the floor of Florida State. And the, the woman that runs all the soccer for ESPN, his name, her name is Amy Rosenfeld. She also runs the ACC network. She's there. And right away we're like, there's going to be no tournament. And she goes, what about the Euros? So it was like I got hit with both, like the realization of both at the exact same time. Um, the Euros was painful, but I knew it would be coming. I, I really believed that they would figure it out next year, I guess. I thought we wouldn't necessarily miss it. The fact that we were just gearing up for March Madness, and it's such like an indicative part of our culture. Like I'm excited, so excited to cover the Euros. I haven't done it before. But I was like longing for March Madness when, when it wasn't happening those first couple of weeks. I was like, my wife's like, you're unten- you're, this is untenable. You have to- you, you know, I'm struggling this first week, so that might be it. Dallin, what, what's funny is you you bring this up, and it's taking me back to March, uh, and and thinking about people around me saying, "Okay, well, in a couple of weeks when we get past this thing and we get back <laughs> yeah. to sports, you know, we're gonna be okay." And I was thinking, two weeks? You think that's it? And then it ended up being like an entire year plus that we were in the middle of it. So um, I'd rather not relive that again. Uh, so you you do have some plays that you like for for this tournament coming up. Is, is there any difficulty in there being a year off in this? You know, we were su- supposed to have the thing last year, didn't have it. So now a year has passed uh, be- between these teams being able to be involved and, and now getting back to it. Is there any difficulty in handicapping it because of that year off? Yeah, that's a great question. I think a lot of times when we do these uh, tournaments, we look at the World Cups or Euros, these quadrennial uh, tournaments, you look at how they perform in qualifying. Qualifying is usually the most competitive matches recently. The teams will be similar. Qualifying usually ends right around November of the year prior to the, about six months prior to the event starting. Well, this year now it's a year and a half away, and there's been Nations League games in between. There's been friendlies. There have been World Cup qualifiers as well in March. So if you're assessing at somebody's value and somebody's performance currently, what they did in qualifying is somewhat important, but I definitely look more at the World Cup qualifiers that took place in March. I look, about play, I look at the, the Nations League games that took place toward the end of last year, and then the, the friendlies they've just gone through in the last couple of weeks here, see who's healthy, who's not. It's definitely a different type of vibe to handicapping this because uh, there's just a lot more uncertainty. Obviously, teams like Spain and Sweden are going through COVID issues right now. Um, the, England had a bunch of guys playing late into the European competitions, the Champions League, Europa League, so they – we didn't even see their real team in any one of the warm games. Uh, and they have injuries to key guys. So I think there's a number of things that, that make this really difficult. And lastly, the Euros, every year, fellas, there's every time there's chaos. There's, you know, Wales and Iceland getting to the semifinals in 16. Turkey and Russia in 08. 04, Greece won the whole thing. It was a ridiculous upset. So there's there always seems to be those dark horses. And this year with so many other factors, it is going to be difficult without a doubt. In the outright market, what interests you and just the overall process? How deep can we go? Is it, Are we wasting money if we uh, go with a deep sleeper? To win it all, 
yes. To get to the quarters of the semis, no. Like I just said, there's always those are going to happen. The question is, can you pick the right one? And I do tell people all the time, look at the bracket. Because the bracket's already out for the knockout phase. So if you look at the team's group and you say, okay, uh, my, for my example, I think Denmark is a chance to go to the semifinals. And, here's why, and they're plus 800 to do that. But if you look at their group, they're in Group B with Russia, Finland, and Belgium. Belgium is my favorite to win it all. I think they come in second in that group. But if you look at where that puts them, that puts them second against Group A. Group A outside of Italy is pretty. I think they it's pretty weak. I think Switzerland or Turkey, either one of those. Although Turkey's a lot of people's dark horse picks. I would love that matchup as a first round matchup. If they win, they potentially get the Dutch. If they win Group C, the Dutch are a mess, guys. I would stay away from Frank DeBoer's team. He's come in there as manager, and he, everything he touches, the manager just dies. It's not. It's not good. These multiple stops. It's been ugly. Um, but I like their potential second round matchup, and to them get the semifinals. There is a little bit of value. There's a you know, plus eight hundred. It's good value there uh, for the Danes to get to the semis. To pick winners all the way, that is tough. And there's already you're already getting four and a half, five, six, seven, eight times your money on the favorites. If you're going to pick winners, I would stick with teams that the Belgians uh, or France, the two teams I think most likely to win this competition. Uh, but. And there are so many other ways to make money in this tournament. I would mm-hmm. pick a winner or two because you want to do it, but then there's just a bunch of other ways to get to the semis, to get to the quarters, lowest scoring team, all the props. There's just a million other ways to play this tournament as a total or in individual games. There's so many. I wouldn't waste too much money or too much time trying to pick outright winners. What is your take on England? I, I, I've seen them at, at plus 500. I've seen it at uh, around 600 as well. What, what's your take on them? They seem to be the second favorite. It's funny, guys. I don't think they should be second favorites based on talent, but we all know and, and their squad. But it's, well, the bookies are basing on how much money they're going to take in, too. I mean, the, the English bet at a high level and across the planet, a lot of people bet England. So they, they were initially, they were the favorite about a month or two ago ahead of France, which was insane to me. Um, mm-hmm. They have a ton of attacking talent. They're very, they, they obviously made their run to the semifinal in the World Cup. But they do have a lot of questions. As I mentioned, a lot of their team has not really played together yet because of how deep some of those players went on Chelsea and Manchester City and Manchester United uh, into their European competitions. They haven't really played together yet in June. Harry Maguire is hurt, one of their key center backs. Jordan Henderson is really important in the midfield, is hurt as well. They're, they're on the squad, but they're probably not going to play early in the tournament. I think they're good. I think they'll win their group probably. Uh, their group is not the strongest. But, again, when you look at that draw, if they win their group, they're up top with France or Belgium. And as I said before, either one of those two teams I think are winning, and I'm going to put my money on the Belgians. Uh, so I don't, I don't think England is winning this tournament. I think they're talented, but I think they have some holes, and I don't love their draw, assuming they win their group. With ESPN's Dallin Cuff on BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski and Chris Ranji with you. You mentioned so many ways to make money on this tournament, Dallin. What about uh, the lowest-scoring team? Do you have a play there? Yeah, it's kind of sad that this, I'm betting on an aptitude. But, yeah, if you're going to pay me, yeah, I'll take it, you know. Um, and I'm taking the favorite in this category. It's, it's Hungary plus 450 um, because with their group. Their group is brutal. It's the hardest group by far. They have Hungary alongside France, Germany, and Portugal. Uh, you got the last three major champion winners. you got the, eight, the six, 18 World Cup, 16 Euros, eight, the 14 World Cup, and obviously the powerful nations that they are. And, and now Hungary's team is very defensive-minded. They've got a great goalkeeper. But you got to have the ball to score, guys. And I think a lot of those, those other three teams are going to dominate those games and dominate possession. Yes, will set pieces be potentially dangerous? Yeah, without a doubt. But I still think that for, for them to score, but I still think they're going to really struggle to put up any points and kind of get bounced out. The one thing that's going to help them is they're playing at home. All three games there is the Budapest, and they have no fan restrictions. They're going to be 100% capacity. So I'm excited to see that scene that's going to be going nuts there to have those, that, that, that country get to host those three opponents. 
Um, but that said, I, th- I don't think they're putting up a goal if, at all, and maybe one. And uh, they could probably pay out four and a half times your money there with uh, plus 450 uh, for lowest scoring team. Game this afternoon, it's Italy and Turkey, and that will get going at 3 o'clock Eastern time. Do you have a play on the game as far as uh, you, you know the, the the game itself, the outcome itself, or a scoring prop or something like that? Yeah, for sure. As I mentioned before, people do really like Turkey. So this is if you want like long term. I think Italy wins this group, but Turkey is a team people should look at to get to the quarters. They also could have a decent draw down in that part, bottom part of the bracket, um, and they're a plus two twenty five to the quarters. So that's a good a good kind of longer term play in terms of this actual game. Italy's been playing at a really high level. They have a loss in twenty seven matches. Uh, they're much different than Italian teams of past. They have a great midfield. They like to play on a proactive style. They can score. Turkey, and this is what I said earlier, back in qualifying, they only had three goals in their ten qualifying matches, which is tied for best. But in their recent games, the last nine months, they've been much more leaky defensively. They had some defensive injuries and mixing and matching of their center backs. So I think they concede. I think Italy, given how they play and their defense is not as stout as once was, they concede as well. So my favorite play in this game is uh, both teams to score. I believe that's still plus 130. Uh, you could dabble in the over. It could be a three-goal game. The 2-1, I would think Italy is how I would I would, I would, would uh, think this could end up, which I think also pay out about plus 132 at most at most sites for the over of two and a half. The one I really do like is, is both teams to score at least a goal here. Uh, golden boot prop is uh, always fun. Do you have a play there? Uh, yeah, I like Romelu Lukaku uh, from Bel- from Belgium, as I mentioned. you you got to pick somebody that you, if you're going to bet this, you bet somebody you think that's going to win a tournament or get at least to the semifinals, and that's, that's Belgium for me, as I said before. Uh, he's probably the most informed striker in the world. Big physical specimen, strong, smart, tactically gets it. He's playing at a really high level. He helped lead Inter Milan to the uh, Serie A, the Italian championship, um, and that's his domestic league, and uh, he's been outstanding, so I, I like him. To, I think he's about plus 600 right now. So I'd like him to to win the Golden Boot and, and for Belgium to have an outstanding tournament. Three games tomorrow. Anything you like there? Yeah, the Belgians, the Belgians play Russia. And Russia coming off that 2018 World Cup, remember they were at home and they went to the quarterfinals, which was bananas. Um, but they're all, I, I really don't think they're going to have the same repeat performance. Offensively, they're really reliant on Artem Zuba, like 36 years old, a big striker that's really – not good with his feet. They have run really creative player and Alexander Golovin, but he's had some health issues this past year. Um, so I, I really don't think they're going to score. And I think Belgium playing without Kevin De Bruyne is one of the best midfielders in the world. He's got uh, he got injured in the Champions League final. He will be back in this tournament. He will not play this game though. I think they may be a little more pragmatic. The Belgians were great defensively throughout qualifying and in recent games. I think they hold Russia to nil, and I believe that pays a one uh, plus one fifty five. So they win to nil is my bet there. Uh, you can also play it for a clean sheet. Your number is a little bit – your price goes down a little bit there because you obviously could keep a clean sheet and still have the game result be 0-0. Uh, I like Belgium to win to nail a plus 155. At Dallin Cuff on Twitter, you find him on ESPN, ACC Network. Dallin, have fun over the next month. I'm, I'm sure uh, we'll have you on uh, throughout to, to talk about the tournament and some more ways that we can make some money, all right? I'm all for that, fellas. Have a good one. Thanks, Dallin. Appreciate it. Dan Cuff, good stuff there. See, I like I'm gonna be watching this. I'll be betting on it, but I need to talk to people like Dallin or like Nick Costos, who we had on the show yesterday. Check out the pod if you missed it. Uh they're much smarter with this stuff. They they're watching it all the time, so they know exactly what's going on. Are you, are I'm you gonna, only you're gonna be yeah. watching? Uh sure. I'm I'm only in on uh typically Tottenham games. I'm a huge Tottenham fan. Are you really? Yeah. You're a liar. I've been I've been a Tottenham fan. You my don't wake life. up in the morning to watch soccer. Yep. Six AM. 
I go to I go to Fado or I go to the Globe and I watch soccer. Nobody knows what that means. And what their bar, their soccer bars. He's an idiot. He's Chris Ronchi. I'm Joe Ostrowski. He doesn't even live in Chicago anymore. They, they open at 5 a.m. Uh, let's break down the Major League Baseball card next. Uh, we'll breakfast. give you some plays on the BetQL Audio Network.